Once you get all your sermon prep work done, there's one more key task. You have to organize your ideas into a structure, an outline, or a flow. This is Matt Woodley, editor of Preaching Today on Monday Morning Preacher, and let's explore the topic of sermon structure. I'm here with my brilliant, dazzling, wise co-host, the venerable Father Kevin Miller. Hello there, Matt. And every time you ladle on adjectives like that, I, I, I end up in trouble on the episode. I just want you to like me and to agree with me. We've been good friends for over 25 years. Yes, we have. And where is this leading? And uh, when it comes to preaching, we agree on a lot of stuff, right? Okay, this is leading somewhere. <laughs> and okay. But when we disagree on a preaching topic, it's usually meant that you've been wrong. Is that correct? Now, you see, th there's this stuff called fake news out there. And so if you read on a website that uh, Kevin is wrong, that, that was disinformation. A, a little conspiracy theory? Yeah. Uh -huh. So one of the things we don't see exactly eye to eye on is the sermon structure. I'm quite attached to the old school, retro, classic three-point sermon, the converse all-star high tops of preaching. And you? Well, <clears throat> you know, this Chuck Taylors worked really great in the 1950s. <laughs> yeah. But I don't see NBA players lacing those up anymore. Like, instead, they go for the Nike LeBron 17s, which are the one-point sermon. That's, that's very clever. Very clever of you, Kevin. But as long as we're talking about basketball... I like to think of myself as Stefan Curry, just adroitly nailing three-pointers from way beyond the arc and not getting like a little free throw one, one point at a time. Maybe we need to go with this analogy, I have one head and you have three. <laughs> so you're saying a three-point sermon looks a little weird. Okay, so in, here's what we're going to do. In this episode, I will make my case for the three-point sermon. And okay. I will emphatically prove to all of our listeners it's inherent worth and ongoing usefulness in the ministry of preaching. All right. Well, then I want a future episode to make my case for the vast superiority of the one-point sermon. We got a deal, my friend. So okay. this is one. Here we go. Two pastors riding in a car, drinking coffee, and talking about preaching. Except we are not in a car. That would be great, though, wouldn't it? Some yeah, that would. COVID. Let's do that. So first of all, let me start with a baseline assumption, and that is that all three points are like the, they're like branches coming out of the trunk of the tree. And uh, the trunk of the tree is your biblical text and one big idea about your text. So they must be organically connected to the trunk. So far, so good? Yeah, actually, I 100% agree. Okay. Now, I will give you three points why I think the three-point sermon outline is not dead. <laughs> he can't help himself, folks. <laughs> <laughs> I'm showing its inherent usefulness in many areas of life. So, first of all, it's just a simple way to organize your content. It's simple. It can be clear. So, instead of just a bunch of information, you're breaking it up into bite-sized chunks. Like, uh, you know, you read a magazine article, a uh, newspaper article. They use subheadings. Uh, in your your story, your 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 walk through the text. Secondly, okay. it can, if done well, it can give your your listeners more like three uh, scenes about the text rather than just propositional truths. So think like a, a you're like a filmmaker and you have a camera and you're sort of walking around giving three views of the big idea. You're creating three little scenes, as they call it in journalism. 
And third, I think my examples will give a little bit about that, but it can have movement. It doesn't always that people that, but people that do it well, there's actually movement to the three ideas. So it's not just flat propositions. So here's an example, Tim Keller, he has a sermon on pride and his outline goes like this. Point one, the nature of pride. Point two, the danger of pride. Point three, the cure for pride. So there's actually movement there. He's moving from this is what pride is to you got a big problem with pride and that's bad to, but there's a solution to pride. Jesus can free you from the power of pride. So it actually has movement to it. Well, you know, that is a good point. I really like a sermon to have movement. Okay, so you have one point about my three points, so thank you. Okay. <laughs> We're staying on track. All right. Uh, say a little bit more, though, about the scenes, Matt. I think that was an important concept, but what exactly do you mean by a scene, and why is that a good thing? Yeah, well, this is, this is a little tricky. In journalism, in journalistic writing, they talk about writing in scenes, okay, and a scene is a discrete unit of action. So it's it's something that you can see. So I get, I'd have to go more into more detail in this. We don't really have time to unpack this, but you're thinking more like a, think of like a scene in a film or think of like a, uh, a scene in narrative journalism. Somebody's telling a story and in each scene there is, there is action. So in each of your points, what is the action in that point? And this is where you need to use some illustrations. You need to kind of see the drama in the text. Uh, okay, so I, I'll talk about that when we get to yeah, yeah. But is your point that the film is more interesting to watch when there's three scenes instead of one? Um, well, again, it can be. See, I'm not a proponent of that every sermon has to have three points. So okay, it can. All right, great. Keep going. We'll get to it when I give my example, okay? Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, do you think there's another weakness? Because you've, you've done some work on this. Well, the, I, you know, you can have three points. They're only going to remember one anyway, so you might as well have one. And I say, well, you shoot up a three-pointer and, you know, you get one point out of it. That's better than an air ball. Okay, block that analogy. <laughs> I'm serious, though. It doesn't bother me if people don't remember all three points that they don't don't remember all. Because, again, if there's movement like that Tim Tim Keller sermon, the only thing I want them to remember is, man, Jesus can save me from pride. Okay. so, yeah, that's not a disaster if they only remember one of the points and they don't remember the outline. The outline's not the point. Okay. Transformational truth from the text. That's really important. Well, I agree with that. So, so give me some examples from your preaching. So, well, first of all, let me say, I, I don't do it all the time. I preached a sermon last Sunday on uh, John 1, where Jesus calls Nathaniel, and it was basically one point, be dazzled by Jesus, you know? Um, and then I just walked through the text. So okay. it doesn't always work. But here's one, here's one I did on Hebrews 10, which is all about Christ and his atoning sacrifice. So my three points were this little Keller-esque. But I wasn't trying to imitate him. I just thought the text lended itself really well to this. The need for forgiveness, the price of forgiveness, and the offer of forgiveness. So, again, I think there's movement for that. You're talking about, oh, man, wow, I I need forgiveness. So I've been gripped by that now. There's tension. Like, okay, where are we going to – I'm a sinner. We're all broken. 
And then, but forgiveness isn't just free. You can't just say, you can't just wave your hand. There's a payment required for this. And then Jesus offers that payment and offers forgiveness to us and you can respond to it. So I wanted to leave people with, a, ah, I want to receive Christ's forgiveness. That's, so if they don't remember all three points, I'm fine with that. But notice how each of those are, are really short and crisp. Yeah, and there's a sense of, of motion, which maybe wasn't as present in the John 1 sermon about being dazzled. Uh, correct. And I do mention the, at some point I will mention the outline, you know. I will say, so, you know, I start with the, the tension, which is really kind of the first point, the need for forgiveness. I kind of start there because I want people to feel the weight of this and why they should listen to this and the urgency of it, which I think we're on the same page with that. Um, okay, right. So you you want people, you want the outline to be useful to you and to your listeners, but you don't expect them to memorize or take it away. That's not your goal. Correct. Okay. I want them to see the movement and the, the, the need for this. Uh, yeah, correct. So when I talk about like, say, say for instance, the, the need for forgiveness, I'm trying to create a little scene about that. I want you, I want to give some examples. I want you to see and feel what that is like rather than just have some facts about what that is like. Well, you are not far from the kingdom of God, my son. <laughs> so, uh, Kevin, any, come on, any, come on, lay it on here. Lay it on any. Well, <clears throat> yeah, of course, you're going to get the fire later. Yeah, I think the uh, one point sermon can give the can keep the advantages of what you've just said, or most of them, and yet add some some clarity and focus, which ultimately results in greater listener engagement. And that's the case I'm going to make in a future episode. But yep. uh, I have to say, you you won me over more than I thought you would to the classic Chuck Taylor three point sermon. So I tell you, it's underrated. I don't don't cast it out. And yeah, so we'll do part two to this friendly, civil, very nice. We're showing how two people across party lines can talk and be civil with each other. Yeah, didn't you preach a sermon about fierce civility? I did. This is like a model for how politicians can do their discourse. <laughs> I hope they're listening to this. So I hope the Republicans and Democrats are listening to us talk and they can learn to talk this way as well. Yeah, well, that would be a better day for all of us, would it not? So yeah. we'll just next next time we'll be uh, talking to Kevin again, just two friends riding in a car talking about preaching. Except we're not in a car. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So preachers, you know, try the three pointer. Don't disparage it. Don't despise it. It's got its useful place, and I think it still works. Not all the time. But keep it in your repertoire and then tune in and listen to a future episode where Kevin Miller will give his powerful, convincing, unassailable case for the one-point sermon. Couldn't have said that better myself. This is Matt Woodley with Monday Morning Preacher from Preaching Today. Thanks for listening to this episode. <laughs>